0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today, with Joe Nesh on Live 95.
1: In March of last year, na Man, or CNAM as it's become known, was formally established under the Online Safety and Media Regulation Act of 2022. And this new Irish media watchdog we've been told has teeth to ensure online service providers comply with legally binding obligations on harmful content and it is not afraid to take enforcement action if required. And for full disclosure, I should point out that uh, this regulator is also in charge of broadcasting around the country and with elections coming up and concerns about misinformation and disinformation, you've probably seen over the last few days deep fake videos being highlighted uh, by uh, various well-known personalities. Uh, and then we had the Dublin riots and that all social media uh, being used. Um, how confident are you in your ability to spot this yourself and in this new media watchdog having a real impact. Well, we are joined by uh, two friends of the show who are experts in this general area. Philip Arneal from CyberSafe Kids and Graham Mulhern from Be Secure Online. And you are both very welcome uh, to the show. Um, Philip, I suppose a watchdog is required, but will it work when you are dealing with Huge organisations, a number of whom have their European headquarters based right here in Ireland, don't they?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, really. So we will see. I mean, certainly we welcome the establishment of Commissioner Man and the Online Safety Commissioner. You know, there's a successful model um, in Australia that's working in a similar way. Uh, and any advancement towards holding social media companies And Internet service providers more accountable for not only the content that's on their platforms, but also the number of underage users that are using their services uh, is, is a welcome development. And, you know, at the moment, the online safety codes are being formed within Commissioner Mann and the Online Safety Commissioner's office. And that is going to, as you said, give it more teeth. You know, we're going to individual users are going to have more uh, avenues by which they can get harmful uh, or upsetting content, cyberbullying content. These kind of things can be reported and ideally then taken down by those companies in a much more efficient um, and effective way than, than is currently happening. Because we are often contacted by parents, very distressed, often sometimes by schools as well, where perhaps fake accounts have been set up. Uh, information is being posted about people without their permission, without their knowledge, um, and it, it's very, very hard. It's a very much a David and Goliath situation where you're faced with these huge companies that are you know, making billions uh, a year in terms of profit yep. and trying to get an individual account closed down or some information taken offline. So we definitely welcome this development of these online safety codes and we look forward to seeing it really swing into action.
1: Right. And Graham Mulhern from Be Secure. Um, It it is becoming really difficult for the consumer, isn't it, Graham? Because of the technology that we're dealing with now, including AI and this ability to have deep fake videos that could have you and I having a conversation on video, for example, uh, saying things that we have never said and we would never say.
0: Indeed. Uh, good morning, Joe. Morning. First off, uh, you wouldn't want a conversation of me on AI on video, that's for sure. That will put more viewers off than anything. But, uh, yeah, the um, uh, government and uh, regulators worldwide, they have a lot to catch up on. They've had a really poor performance to date. The Department of Education is doing almost nothing to support schools and teachers Um Businesses and all sorts of places are only very slowly catching up and doing anything about the mental health and safeguarding of their employees. So we've an awful long way to go, but uh, people need to have their eyes on, they need to take time in reacting to stuff, they need to be far more sceptical about what they see, read and react to online. Um, And there's a general public health programme that needs to happen here. Really, I haven't heard very much of this body. Don't expect a great deal from them. If they make any impact, that'll be great. But uh, there's a whole sweep of things that we need to do in law enforcement, education, in second or first, second and third level. So there's a lot to be done. There hasn't been much done thus far. Um, but I'm not, I'm not unhopeful that we will attack these companies. And, you know, in just something I'm always reminded of, is Google has 97% or 95% of search in Europe and the US. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing. If Tesco had 95% of the milk market, we'd have done something long long ago. So there's so many things to do here. Right, right. uh, And that would fall
1: under a separate remit, wouldn't it? The uh, Competition Commission would be looking at that if that were possible.
0: Yeah. Um, Again, nothing ever done about it. I mean, when, when do we ever hear talk about talk of breaking up Google and doing something about it? You know, they're the most searched by a million miles. Uh, website
1: on the internet. Um, well sure, it's, it's it's called Googling, isn't it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm smiling to myself here when you mentioned about the regulator here in uh, Ireland. Uh, obviously, unlike us, you, you don't have to be regulated by them because we know lots about them, I can tell you, and uh, they're uh, pretty strong in uh, the radio sector that, that yeah. has obviously been absorbed by uh, this new commission. But I, I suppose what, what I'm wondering, um, Philip Arneal, is about Australia, and you you, you you mentioned Australia and you were pointing to it as a positive.
2: Yeah, I mean they they set up this online safety commissioner office quite a few years ago now, um, and I think you know this may perhaps have also formed the basis or certainly been something that was referenced in the formation of, of the online safety commissioner's office here. I, I totally agree with Graham. You know, I think we we often come on the radio and we talk about these specific things. You know, there's a lot of talk about smartphone bans and social contracts this year. We're now talking about the online safety commissioner. There's been these comments recently about age verification, and I think eventually, hopefully, what we're looking for is to join the dots here because this really is, as as Graham said, it's it's a societal issue. We've got to join up all these separate things, and education is a massive part of that. So no one thing is going to solve this problem. It's not going to be uh, legislation. It's not going to simply be education. It's not going to be um, you know, um, regulation, it's got to have all these elements. We are very heavily involved at the moment, obviously, in education, going into schools and talking directly to kids because the reality is while the rest of society is catching up, a lot of kids, particularly underage kids, eight to twelve year olds, are on social media, they're on on platforms well, well, I, and I, sites that I they shouldn't say, be on.
1: I was at a, a school talk before Christmas and I don't have much hair left, but it was standing on end by the time yep, that well, the contributor was finished and what um, the dangers and difficulties are when you are trying to cope with what children can access far more readily than you might imagine as a parent.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and we've been saying this for years, you know, so this is why any development is a welcome development. And, you know, like we said, you know, we will see how things progress. But certainly, you know, at this point, we know, of 8 to 12-year-olds that we surveyed last academic year already have social media accounts. And the the minimum age restriction for social media accounts is 13. So they're on there. They're accessing content. And we all know, and you mentioned Google, we also need to talk about algorithms, you know, apps like TikTok and uh, Snapchat. 37% of 8 to 12-year-olds that we surveyed have those accounts. And they work on an algorithmic basis. So if children are going on there and they're looking for certain types of content, we know then that the algorithm will continue to feed that content and, you know, very quickly you can get into this feedback loop uh, and you're in this vacuum where you're looking at potentially, you know, harmful content that's, you know, having an impact on their, on their physical and mental health. Yeah. And so it's really, really important um, that we.
1: Well, well, I I just want to mention because um, Jeremy Godfrey, he's the executive chair of the new regulator, uh, Commission Naman, and uh, he was saying that this is the year uh, that we're going to demonstrate we're making a difference, the the key for uh, the year. He also explained that even though it was established in March, it doesn't have enforcement powers over, for example, the big social media companies until next month, And when they were looking at the situation around the Dublin riots and social media, they had to bring the European Commission in because the European Commission are the only people in Europe right now who have the kind of powers that the regulator soon will have. The other thing that they said, interestingly, Philip, was that they are getting... Engagement from these major social media providers, but that doesn't necessarily mean compliance. They're going to have a, a bigger compliance team and they will be looking at that very carefully later in the year.
2: Yeah, well, that, I mean, of course, they're getting engagement because it, it, it's in the favor of social media companies to engage with these things, or at least to be seen to be engaged. You know, we've sat in meetings with social media companies and we're told about these kind of safety features and we've we've developed this and we're doing this and we're regulating this. But, you know, to go back to the Tesco example that Graham gave earlier, you know, I mean, it just does not work for these companies to regulate themselves. You know, we know that these online, uh, these underage users are online. Nothing's been done about. We've been flagging this in our trends and usage report for three or four years now. And so uh, that alone is not simply going to work. So, of course, they're engaging. But the the point is that we've got to go a step further and we've got to put in more uh, robust regulation around these things, you know, transparency around the number of underage users, how quickly are underage users being removed from the platforms? How are they being identified? How are underage users getting around these so-called age verification measures that are in place? And that then will really be the, the litmus test, I think, of how effective... Um, this yeah. new legislation
1: is. Yeah, we're talking to Philip Arneel from CyberSafe Kids and Graham Alherne of Be Secure Online is with us as well. And we have this dilemma, don't we, Graham, in that we invited these companies, maybe begged them to come and establish their big European HQs in Ireland. Uh, and they put a huge amount of corporation and other tax on the table, as we're very well aware. And on the other side, we are the first line of defence within the European Union for regulation. Uh, just, Joel, have you know, got half an hour? Well, I know. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't. It's the short um, answer to that question.
0: Yeah, well, very quickly there. Firstly, Australia. Australia is an independent nation, not really part of anybody And uh, other than themselves, so they have and they have been pretty good at this. And it, you know, they don't have to report to the EU, and they don't have a big boss. They're a freestanding nation, and they're able to make these rules. And they're something to look at. We can't do jack here in Ireland without referring to the European Commission. So that's a big hindrance. Yes, our tax program that we instituted along with secondary education in the 1960s uh, has been a triumph and we should congratulate ourselves and continue to congratulate ourselves. But we have been left with this american uh, spoke Chinese with TikTok um, uh, infrastructure in Europe, and it's all based in Dublin, largely a little bit in London, and it's been a tremendous success Um, huge employment, occupation of magnificent buildings in Dublin uh, very little tax unfortunately but yeah, we're left with a big problem um, and uh, it's
1: it's going to take a lot of effort But but isn't it also true that uh, our uh, nearest neighbours who are no longer in the European Union due to Brexit they would embrace all these big companies moving lock, stock and barrel to London or Manchester if they could?
0: Yeah, they would, yeah, but then that's, that's that's not going to happen. And in the same way as lots of UK companies did put here but,
1: after Brexit. But just to be clear, I mean, do you think that's not going to happen? Even if, let's say, the regulator, you know, does take a hard line with these major players, that they're not going to say, well, that's fine, so we're off. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, so, no, just um, uh, uh, London is secretly a huge, not secretly, it's
0: a huge beneficiary of these guys as well. TikTok and Twitter and Facebook have enormous uh, uh, offices in the UK. They just happen to be headquartered here. It's, they're not just here. The UK is the other major beneficiary of this US FDI, Foreign Direct Investment. They're already there. And again, the UK regulator is and the UK police services are much better at handling, and to a certain extent, their health of the NHS are better at dealing with much of this stuff and being in the Brexit situation they may be able to do more. But um, the UK the UK is, is something of a thought leader in the European space. Um, and they already have and are huge beneficiaries of uh, Facebook and Twitter and Google. They have enormous presence in the UK, not just here.
1: All right. OK, well, look, we'll see how it develops during the year. I know we'll be talking to both of you and to other experts about this. Again, it's a major theme, including in the run to the multiple elections that we have in Limerick and around the country during 2024. And the key warning to parents especially is... You just need to make yourself as aware as you can be. You need to educate yourself because, well, as I discovered... Your child is probably far better, far more educated and far more clued into these things than you are. And we will see how Commission Naman, Man, uh, the new regulator, uh, does uh, during this important year, which they say it will be for them. Thank you to Graeme Mulhern from Be Secure Online and Philip Arneal from Cyber Safe Kids. And you can find both of those on the web.